Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this special edition of Tree Talk as we look ahead to the 23 Limerick Senior Hurling Championship kickoff. I'm joined this week by freelance reporter Tom Clancy. Matt is taking uh, a week's break from the pod. Well deserved after a hectic season um, following Limerick as they won a fourth successive All-Ireland title. Tom, only two weeks since Limerick won that All-Ireland title, but we get to see the boys back in action again. It's, it's been a really enjoyable two weeks. Yeah, most definitely has, uh, Jack. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a bizarre turnaround for the lads. You know, if you if you're from other counties that haven't had the success, you kind of get fellas like look at Cork. You know, they were out early day. They, those guys vanished to the four corners of the the world. It seemed the Limerick guys no no rest for the wicked, as they say. So two quick turnaround, two weeks. Um, you know, I think a lot of them would have enjoyed themselves to maybe Wednesday, Thursday last week. Might have might have might have got down training Thursday and just had a bit of a look and then. Um, I suppose this week they'll probably get their, their two sessions in with their club club mates and yeah it's 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 a unique part of of ga jack isn't it that uh that these guys are are get to you know get to play alongside club players and get to play alongside their friends forever really no, no, no matter how good they are and, and by god are these are these guys good um i think more more than ever now i'm really looking forward to this championship because of the success limerick have had because we've seen players in in all clubs standing up a different at the different grades you know not not to be had in the last years but i think like when we get into it in a second now talking about the specifics but like i think there's a lot to be excited about with um with various clubs now people might might throw it out and say on oh, the pierce you're going to win it straight away but i think there's a case to be made for a few other teams here and given the form of their inter-county players um it should it should make for an exciting championship but yeah it's, it's always great to see the guys talking out for their clubs again and you know can they stand up? Can they stand out? They invariably do, Jack. But uh, just it's interesting to see then how how the club players can can handle the the real creme de la creme. Like you know, how can they handle the Aaron Galans, Keen Lynch's, uh, Peter Casey's? How can they be marshaled by your your club cornerback, centre back? You know, so it's um it's exciting and yeah, it, it's been a very good two weeks for for all involved too. I'm sure. Yeah, and there's there's obviously an awful lot of lads that are on the panel that we don't get to see in Crow Park. We don't get to see in the Gaelic grounds that are training at a, an exceptionally high level. And they'll be keen, I suppose, to show John Kiley, Paul Knurke, Angus, Donald, those boys that, you know, we are at that level. And the club championship in Limerick is, to be fair, probably at the pinnacle um, in Ireland. There is a small bit of a gulf at the top. And we'll obviously look into that with um, the Pearshig, Parswell, Kilmallock and Dune, obviously dominating semi-finals. South Liberties made the breakthrough last year, and you'll be just looking, can someone else follow suit with that? Uh, and we will get into all that, but we'll go to the champions to start with, and we'll get right into to the preview, and that is Napierstrick, obviously, seven-time champions since 2011. <laughs> For them, it was kind of a case of once they broke that glass ceiling, they, they really shot through it, and Pretty comprehensive last year in the championship, defeated the reigning champions Kilmallock in the final. Obviously, had four lads that played in the All Ireland final. Um, William Donahue, Peter Casey, Mike Casey all started. Peter was man the match, and Connor Boylan came on. And then they have a host of talent come behind us. I hear Shane Dowling didn't play for the Premier Intermediate side, so he looks set to be in goals for them as well. Another all Ireland winner to add to their ranks, the likes of Ronan Lynch, Dave Dempsey, you know, the, the other Boylan Jerome, the other Dempsey Allen. Like they have serious, serious talent. They're favourites for a reason. But what do you make of the coming this year with Shane O'Neill back at the helm? Well, you're, for, you're probably forgetting a three or four players there now that are, would be yeah. starting in any club team. So, such as their depth. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that Shane O'Neill's gone back. Um, I think it was after the All Ireland final in was that the twenty eighteen the replay that did that the Kula. He he stepped away effectively immediately from that, and then was appointed Gala manager then for twenty twenty. So, uh, had a bit of time off. It would appear from all GA really, and then had and then went in a couple of seasons with Galway. It's actually, if you think of it, pushed Galway, pushed Limerick closest in twenty twenty uh, at level in stoppage time. When he was over Galway and just didn't go his way, and I think the following year it kind of didn't didn't go to plan at all for him. So good to have for them to have him back. He's very familiar with the players, very familiar with the club, um, and you know, a, a good to have a guy that knows how to win coming in the door. They're not just they're not they didn't go for a rookie. I suppose why would they? They could, they could probably have the pick of coaches or managers from the region 
and um you know plus going with going with tried and trusted and obviously shane probably has the appetite now to to um you know maybe he saw last year that the last in the monster club to bally gunner and maybe you know with a critical eye he said jesus there's just we're not a million miles away from Bally Gunner and, and people are talking to about them as being an unstoppable force. So you're probably thinking, let's see, can we win another county title? Make it an eight, which is phenomenal really for a club that that I hadn't even contested one um just over a decade ago. And and then obviously they'll be looking beyond that uh, if if and if and when that comes. Um yeah, you mentioned the four count intercounty players. For all to have only four players in the panel seems a bit bizarre for the county champions, but they're four huge players uh, for Limerick. Like, I mean, Connor Boylan, I think you, the stats up yesterday, Jack, or last year days on, on Sporting Limerick, he played 15 games for Limerick, at championship, something like that in the last four seasons. Hasn't started once, but like every year has seemed to have grown and grown in importance. And no different for them for the Pearson, in around that half hour line, winning lots of ball. You know, he's not going to score you one six one seven i don't think he's ever going to do that for you maybe it put me wrong probably now on friday night but um he really wins a lot of ball wins a lot of frees you know as a real you know really pin back a center back or a, or a good wing back depending on who they're playing um you know like when they're playing patrick's well friday he'll be a real handful for for Dermot burns um and then obviously william o'donoghue pulling the strings you've peter casey uh just in in super form again man of the match in the Ireland final that'll boost him and then mike casey of course probably one of the best fullbacks at, at club level you know playing out of position if you like a cornerback for Limerick and didn't really miss too too much of a beat so they're strong you mentioned the Shane Dowling thing I suppose Evan Condon was the goalkeeper last season quitted himself quite well maybe they're just looking for something different on puck outs uh, I wouldn't say shot stopping wise there's probably much too much between them Evan Condon has obviously been um has obviously been was the understudy to to um the previous goalkeeper name is escaping me here now um but but then was catapulted in his first choice last season. Um, and look, he played last week for the intermediate. So it looks like Shane Dowling will be the man. Um, I spoke to him actually a couple of weeks ago and he kind of said that he was pushing for it. He didn't seem to know where he stood. And another match, the only club match I was at in the league was the semi-final. They played Kilmanock and uh, they played a half each. So that'll tell you that they were obviously looking at the two. And that, that's an interesting one. Shane is obviously good good for long-range frees, but good for other bits and pieces. But yeah, they're, if you look all over, they're extremely, extremely strong. David Dempsey is just like, like probably the best club, most consistent club player in, in the county, I would argue. Um, they, uh, Adrian Breen too. When these guys get to the business end of it, they mightn't do much in the group, major, major surgery on teams in the group. But when you get to a semi-final or final, these guys can just, it's almost like a tap. They can just turn it on. Like they just you know goals goals when needed re really really good remember that dune final a few years ago david Dempsey. i think it was the 2020 final david Dempsey was just unplayable and um yeah very hard to make a case against them but uh, i suppose that's what we're going to do in the next little while but a seriously strong team and um you know they'll be at least in a semi-final you can you can nearly guarantee it now yeah um it's interesting you mentioned david Dempsey there because i was going to put it to you that he probably has been the best club player over the last six or seven years and you obviously go to a lot of these games but i think that's the thing for napierschick they're not too reliant on will peter mike connor you know they're a really good 15 a really good panel of 20 23 boys that on any given day any of those can can step up you also have kevin downs will hen ronan lynch that we haven't named that they just have talent everywhere and that's what makes them so hard to beat because if someone is having an off day of someone like Dave Dempsey or Adrian Breen or even Peter himself that when one isn't going there's invariably someone else going yeah even even to mention Keith Dempsey I think it's the younger brother as well like he you know a good season midfield last season obviously it's good for him to tandem with someone like William O'Donoghue but like yeah the, 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 there'll always be someone to step up I mean like there was a couple of seasons if you go back six or seven seasons where where it was all about um kevin downs in a lot of ways you know he was a big scorer from play it was all about Shane Downing. Shane Downing gets injured who's going to take the freeze will hen steps in then for a season does does decent decent work on them that uh, kevin downs has been taking them i think the last little while like they've had you know they've had different approaches to different years depending on who they've had in charge obviously and, and maybe on, on farm and stuff that's that's the that's the tri trick with Napierschick. Uh, if you can stop, plug the gap of okay, maybe Peter Casey could be quiet in the game. You might, you know, he can float around centre forward, might score too much, but then you might have a problem inside where maybe you know Kevin Downs might move close to the goal, and or Will Hen might might be might be on fire, or as you said, Adrian Breen. Like that's the thing. I think they have six forwards that um, 
if any other club had any of them, they would be starting. And that's, you can't say that for the other clubs. And that's no disrespect. It's just, I think the Pearce League have five or six forwards. And obviously, probably their best forwards in the last decade, Shane Dowling, if you like, can't play outfield anymore, which, given his injury was. So, like, to have him now in goals, as in terms of experience as a leader, we saw what he did last year uh, for the Premier Intermediate side, or well, Intermediate side against um, Fiona Castleman. That's serious to have that in their in their arsenal as well. So, um, yeah, they, they had the firepower. It's just you know maybe can can teams like Patrick Swell and Doom can they have the firepower at the other end? Maybe if they can they can they outshoot them on a day or can they maybe just negate the piercing goal threat? I mean, there was there was there was a couple of years there where the piercing scored at least a goal in every single game. Now there's been the odd game in between now where they've fired a blank, but they're putting over 25, 26 points in games. So. Yeah, really, really, really good firepower, and uh, very hard, very hard to see how how if you stop one, you'll be able to plug all the gaps. But that's that's the challenge laid down to the rest. Yeah, that certainly is the challenge, and the first team that will try and negate that challenge is Patrick's. Well, this Friday evening at seven o'clock in Clahan, we talked about the, the squad depth of Napierschig for Patrick's. Well, they're going to have by the end of the year, they'll have a three hurlers of the years in their ranks. Obviously, Keane in 2021, Daniel Burns last year, and Aaron Galan will win the 23 award whenever it's announced. You know, chalk and cheese that they're very reliant on those boys, but if you are going to be reliant on players, you'd like it to be hurlers of the years. And that's the thing with Patrick's well. On their day, they can give it to anyone because if those boys get motoring, they'll, they'll be teams on their own. Yeah, it's a really will, yeah. Um, but as well to have him dotted around the team as well. Like you'll have obviously Burns will be at six, Keane Lynch will probably be at um maybe midfield or centre forward, probably you doing his usual flop between the two and then to have Margaret in the inside line. I mean, what what if you were going to pick three positions for our rest of the year in our team, that's the way to do it. Spread them out, dot them out across the the, the land. And obviously not to mind was Burns is you know Burns is a good farm last year, got hurt earlier. Well, great farm last year. He's obviously just played and scored eight points in the All Ireland final, won so much aerial ball. So he's obviously a pep in his step. And we saw Keane Lynch, arguably, maybe I would have said man of the match in the final. So the three of them are in really, really good form. The three of them are obviously um, really important to Patrick as well. Um, they're just going to hope, I suppose, this is the support cast. Can can help them now. Maybe the three of them didn't light it up last year like that, like they, like they can at um at club level. You know, uh, that day against South Liberties, they had a lot of wides. You know, um, they had a lot of wides that day, and, and still were only beaten. Was it, I think two points in the end? Um, I suppose they'll just be hoping for more out of the Kevin O'Brien, Tom O'Brien, Jack Keller. You know, these guys, and and then obviously, uh, you know, some some of the younger cohorts, uh, the Kirby's as well involved. We're hoping just that those guys can can chip in that that bit more. But I would I would nearly have them. I know I saw your power rankings yesterday, Jack. I'd nearly have them probably not second, but kind of two point five if you like, just behind Kilmalik. Given the form of the three lads, I mean, it's it's huge. Like, um, uh, obviously they've had to change goalkeepers last year. Brian Murray's retired. That was a bit of a loss for them as well. But Jason Grant has showed that he's you know he's he's capable in the goal as well. So, um, I give them a chance on Friday against Napierschig. The only thing about this game is it's not do or die. It's it's you know there's there's still the likelihood that the both teams will make it through. But what better way for Patrick Swell to test themselves than against you know the favourites day one just to see where they're at. Amy, Kelly has gone in as manager, um, and he has uh, Michael Fenley with him. So another serial winner in Michael Fenley, and that'll be interesting to see how that, how that dynamic works. You know, um, I think Mick Fenley is the coach, kind of selector, and you know Kelly. Um, Kelly has previously managed his knee awfully, and he's been on the club team, leading the scene as well. So interesting to see how that goes. They had a couple of years of the guys from. Um, from from Clare in, and maybe that didn't didn't really really work. But I suppose they were hampered by injury to, to Keane Lynch and maybe the form of some of their other other players um, wasn't wasn't where it could have been so yeah that'll be interesting to see how Patrick's will go but I'd say they'll be definitely in the semi-final and just just up to them then to, to can they make that jump into a final you know yeah I'd say they'll, they'll definitely be wanting to get past that qualifying stage uh, like they, they felt it last year and it's very hard to see outside of those four teams um, finishing in the top four but we will get through all the teams as we go along the other two in question we talk about the big four are Kilmallock and Dune. They meet on Saturday night. And we'll go to Dune first, Tom. Um, and I suppose 
for them, they've, they've been dealt an awful blow just before the All-Ireland. It was a huge blow to Limerick that Rich English went down with a knee injury that is obviously tenfold for Doon. He's kind of the linchpin of their defence. Now, again, they're, they're a star-studded squad. They've an all-star and Dara Donovan, Barry Murphy, Adam English, all those were in the, the match to panel against Kilkenny. But the loss of, of Richie as a defender, I think they could have afforded to lose a, a forward maybe. They even got a, a county final without Dara a couple of years ago. But I think the loss of Richie will be a huge negative impact on due. Now, still defences to come out of the group. But how big of a loss is that before we get into the rest of the squad? Well, it's it's huge, and I did hear the other day uh, that Tommy Hayes, another man who played in their full back line, is also after picking up uh, an injury that will keep him out for uh, certainly the early rounds as well. So he seemed to be fairly um, fairly hampered at the back. Uh, certainly, you know, doing some great forwards too. But uh, it looks like Richie English and Mikey O'Brien unavailable, and obviously now from after saying Tommy Hayes there as well. That's that's three options. Uh, you like Richie English like how this man isn't starting Limerick games is a testament to the squad. He's a serious operator. Uh, he's obviously, um, you know, he's obviously been in, in decent form for Limerick to, to be in, even on the bench that that takes doing in itself. But then on, t- on top of that, then, uh, you know, he's he's been very, very consistent for doing, to do two cruciates. You're almost at the start of 2020. And um, this one then obviously just a few weeks ago. So it's, it's going to be a long road back for Richie in fairness. And, and like, I just hope that we do see him again, the green jersey again, and and obviously then back with doing when, when that comes. But yeah, to to be missing previous All Star from our team, it's when you're trying to win your first ever your, your first ever county title, it's tricky. But I suppose the, the positive spin you're putting it for doing is they won the league without him. The league is the league, really. In Limerick, it's not um, it's nothing to be getting too excited about. But that's did show a bit of consistency in their performances, obviously, um, to 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 beat Adair in the in the. The semi-final that would have been the divisional winners against each other, and then to beat um, Kilmallock them in the final, which you know their opponent Saturday, no harm for them to get one back over them. Uh, obviously, Josh Ryan is another man missing who would have maybe played wing back or wing forward, coming back towards fitness, but uh, by all accounts, until very very late, if, if at all, um, in this this year's championship in, in either either code. Obviously, uh, Pat Ryan played a bit of hurling over in um, over in America. He did say to me he got to play more games there than he would have with doing. So he was he, he that was his positive spin and maybe that bit more competitive um agent. Look, dropped off the Limerick panel at the start of the year. Does he have a point of view prove? Probably not, but he he'd certainly he'll certainly go to show what he what he's made of. I don't think he's maybe he maybe he's playing at Limerick. I, I don't know, but maybe he's he's realised maybe that possibility that, that ship has now sailed, and there's other guys in his place. But he certainly wanted wanted want to show us show what he's made of with doing, and um, obviously Barry Murphy to be to be on the panel, uh, and 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 Adam English. They're two, two you know two very good operators um, for 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 Limerick, and two guys that will probably have bigger bigger roles to play with Limerick over the next season or two. Um, but uh, yeah, Dune's injuries is is a worry. That's probably why I have Patrick's well ahead of them. Uh, but uh, they're still, they're still, they'll still be there thereabouts. And the format suits doing obviously with so many injuries. The format suiting that four teams will come through out of the group. That 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 will play into their hands, you know. Yeah, and I suppose Adam English is a player that he he made his championship debut this year, and he got a point against Clare. And he's one now. He's coming to that age where he's going to be a real leader, and he's one that I'm very excited to see. You know, you have obviously seen him at underage levels, but he's one that probably hasn't made that mark yet you know, in the senior championship and, you know, maybe the loss of Richie would allow him to maybe flourish, maybe to take over the team to extend Josh has gone. They have a lot of injuries, but they have a lot of very good individuals. Yeah, they do. And uh, they change management as well um, around that league semi-final as well, which is, you know, that's that's a tricky one to, to negotiate. But maybe look, maybe a fresh voice now for the last few weeks. They'll just have, the, have them happen a bit better. Um, but Adam English, yeah, I think... Obviously, an underage star with, with the club, underage star with Limerick. So, if you're looking at steps of the of the ladder, like then, then obviously we saw him this year um, playing quite well for you, well at Fitzgibbon, which is probably the next next step up because that's closer to intercounty. And then obviously this year we've seen bits in the league for Limerick injuries and stuff like that, probably hampered being involved a bit more. Um, I, I suppose the the thing that he came on against uh, came on against Cork scores a point as a blood sub. 
uh, on his debut. That's that was bizarre. Like it's it's something that you'd never see. Like he's literally on the pitch. I think he was on the pitch like sixty seconds. Scores an incredible point. Comes back on then as a as a full sub, if you like. Has a couple of more involvements. Really busy. Um, he's a really strong young fella. He's uh, he's obviously not like six foot ten like half the Limerick panel, but he's really really strong. He's able to win his own ball and. You know he'll be a big player for doing. He probably have to play out around the middle, uh, middle third, and will be expected to chip in then on the scoreboard as well. But yeah, he's he's a very very skillful player. Probably didn't really deal with the weight of expectation on him with the twenties, but but I think if my memory serves me correctly, he was carrying a bit of a knock. So you'd hope now that being involved in the Limerick panel on the bench, they would have only included him if there was no no injuries in the last you know last four or five games which he has been there there about so you'd hope now that's all cleared up all playing sailing for for adam and uh he can he can maybe make a make a bit more of a mark um at senior level for doing you know they'll, they'll be looking to him there's no doubt about that and any intercounty player is, is is looked at and especially in a team as we mentioned short of so many true injury yeah and i suppose conversely then the opposite side of the field on saturday evening there'll be i suppose adam was the face of this year's 20 team the face of next year's 20 team will be a certain shane o'brien He's had one year under his belt in county level. Didn't get to see him in, in the championship. Saw him in the league, obviously. But uh, like the Pearshig, I think Kilmallock are so strong all over the field. They don't seem to have a weak area. Um, I know they have a couple of boys that have gone away, a couple of injuries and things like that. But as an overall team squad, Kilmallock, to me, seemed the best suited to take on the Pearshig. Yeah, exactly. I'd say they probably are um, if they can get the injuries right now. They have Fintan O'Connor still in, in charge. Um, former Kerry manager still still at the helm. Yeah, they, they obviously lost the, the league final. I was at their, as I said, I was at their match against um, the Pearshick and you kind of think, kind of forget, you know, you kind of come in the gate and you're saying, Jesus, on the Pearshick are missing four inter-county players and the one or two on holidays or whatever. And you're kind of looking at, you're looking at Kilmallock and you're saying, they're missing Graham Mulcahy and they're missing Shane O'Brien and they're missing uh, Oshin O'Reilly. And you keep going through with the mission with Michal Hulhan. And they still had a very decent forward line. They still had a very decent team. Like, obviously, Aaron Costello to come back in. Um, is it off the top of my head? Is it six intercounty players they have? Uh, these guys are obviously very, very good. Graham Mulcahy, like, people have keep writing him off in terms of Limerick, but he's still trusted to play 15, 20 minutes every day. Um, he will definitely bring something to their back to the club. Uh, he he's obviously his work rate must be phenomenal if John Kiley is bringing him on he's, people say oh he doesn't score this I kind of I always argue with him for Limerick it's not about scoring his role is much more you know to be to be busy around between the half forward line the full forward line whether he starts or comes on now invariably he's been coming on this year what a great servant to Kilmallock and I suppose there's 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 definitely life life in the old dog yes you know he's he's a great option to have but you mentioned the young player there Shane O'Brien uh, I can't remember the direct quote from uh, a certain uh, Tara Donovan, but that uh, was it. The Bull O'Brien, like this, this man is bull, the bull, the bull, the bull, the bull. Yeah, like the, this guy. When I when I wasn't sure about him, and I don't mean that really negatively. Obviously, he's talented, but we we did we streamed again last year. You recall from Dune, it was between Pearshik and Kilmallock, and he went inside on my case like fifteen minutes. And he must have caught three balls and he scored one. I think he won just, I think the keeper made a great save. Another one, he won a free or something like that. Like against, as I said already, one of the top fullbacks in the county, one of the top fullback players, you know, uh, in the country. And this guy was only, was he only 18 that time last year? Literally probably just day last year thereabouts. Um, and you're like, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy has it, you know, he's the real deal. Um, he's only going to get bigger, stronger. He's going to get more experienced, more used to it. So he has it. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll obviously look to rise the climb the ranks in the Limerick panel. He'll do that obviously when he's back with Limerick. But what better way to do it than to really, you know, light it up against um, against the senior teams that he'd be playing against? Uh, Michal Hulin is maybe the forgotten man of the, the Limerick battle. He was he man of the match in the Clare game, the league did well in the in the league, a couple of other league games. He, I think he played even in the league final, if memory serves, and wasn't seen in the twenty six. Such as the competitiveness of the the championship panel for Limerick you know people were saying oh is this guy the ace in the pack for Limerick and it could be argued that he probably is but he or he could have been but it just just didn't work out for him maybe a couple of niggles here or there didn't maybe didn't hamper him or else maybe the Limerick panel is just so strong that he he was obviously one of those people that just kept missing out um 
he he'll I won't think he'll have a point to prove. The reason he was on the Limerick panel, he didn't go through any of the academy things like the rest of the guys, he's just that bit older. It was because of his club form, you know. He was you know, very good on the freeze, chipping in from play, winning his own ball. That's why John Kiley and them called him in. That was he was the real bolter from from Limerick club scene in the last few years. So he doesn't have anything to prove. I'd say he'll be still on the Limerick panel next year, all going well. Um, but you know, he's a serious man to bring back into that Kamala Calf forward line. And uh Connor Hanley Clark as well. Uh still playing out the field. You know, maybe if Barry Hennessy ever stepped aside and I'm not writing Barry off just yet, like, but if maybe if Barry ever stepped aside, he'll be their goalkeeper. But you know, he's very, very, uh very, very good hands around the middle. He's always able to pick off his score. Um he's able, you know, he's capable even of cutting a line ball over. He has he has a bit of bit of something to him, right? And Look, we could keep going through their team there. They've, they've still some uh, some some really big hitters, and that league semi final. That the most interesting thing to pull from that Jack was that um, now again we could change come championship. But Paddy O'Brien wearing the number three. We've, we've seen him at fourteen. We've seen him at 10, 11, 6, 7, 8, 9, probably in the last years. But they were looking at him in the full back role, and it did quite well that night. And um, I think it was on uh, on on one of the Breens. So uh, that's something that's maybe a little bit different for them. They obviously. They conceded a lot of goals even in the season they won the championship, so um, they're probably just looking to shore it up there at the back. So, yeah, Kamalak won't be too far away, there's, there's no doubt about that. Again, the format leads itself to, 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 to think they'll be certainly in the top four, they'll be in the, the quarterfinals at least, and uh, they'll probably be aiming for that top two. I think, um, they drew, they drew with Dune last year, beat them by a point in Brough in the semi final on a wicked day, and uh, obviously they'll be looking to repeat something similar uh, in the same venue on, on Saturday evening against Dune. Yeah, and I think for those four teams, whoever wins the first round games will be looking straight at that path to semi final with you know four or five wins from their their group games. It'd be hard for the losers to to kind of get ahead of them again. But that that'll be that'll be interesting at, at the the top end of Group One, I suppose. At the bottom end of Group Two or Group One, I think it's fair to say that it that uh, Saturday's battle between Ahan and Kildare Palace Henry will be so vital. Um, you know, Ahan have finished fifth at the table for the last three years. They obviously beat Adair on the last day a couple of years ago, beat Bally Brown and they beat Adair again. Or they drew it Adair and drew it to Pearshick last year to stay off relegation. KP are obviously the promoted team this year and, and we'll start with them. And, and their journey through the, the, the ranks has been incredible in fairness to them in both football and in hurling. But you talk about Ace in the pack, um, if Dave Dempsey hasn't been the best player in the club championship over the last five or six years, it has to be Kyle Hayes. Got 10 points from play last year alone against Black Rock. Is the real leader on and off the field for that team. Will play wherever is needed. And a nice supporting cast around him, like Starn O'Connell and uh, Barry O'Connell, who have all Ireland medals, Cahill Downs, David Fitz, younger players coming through, Peter Nash and Tony McCarthy that are equally good with the small ball is there, with the big ball. They've a nice balanced squad, KP do. Yeah, they definitely do. They've um, I, we met Peter Nash at the at the launch there uh, last week, and I said to him, I said, "Oh, what's next now?" Because, you know, obviously promotion after promotion in ball codes, uh, and he said, "No, that's it. Now we're done." He was he was kind of joking, and and I said, "Well, sure, surely now you have to get to the knockouts, and you know, cause a few few more upsets." No, look, that might prove beyond them this year, and that's no disrespect really. I think they they will they will give it a fair go. They showed against Dune last year, um, in the knockouts that. They're, they're, you know, they can match, they can match the, the big boys too, and just maybe lack that bit of finesse and lack that bit of, um, you know, that that staying power that's maybe doing or used to having had years and years of knockout games that just just came against them really. Like, but you mentioned the talents they have there. Yeah, obviously Kyle Kyle Hayes is a standout one, and I'd say he gives such serious belief to guys who maybe, you know, when there was guys there soldiering with them when they were intermediates were not a hundred percent sure, and next thing they see this. Um, this man mountain coming along as a teenager and they say oh, geez we have a chance now like you know um and and obviously then his limerick farm translates club Ireland. and look some some players around the country in different counties will only do it for county kyle does it for both day in day out and even a couple of years we've seen him heavily bandaged with hamstring trouble and knee trouble and he'll still go he'll still win your freeze he'll still he'll still put the ball over the bar a couple of times a game and It'll be no different, I'm sure, this year. He's in decent form at Limerick, doesn't seem to have any picked up any uh, ill effects through the championship. And uh, that 10 points against Blackrock last year, I think he missed a couple as well. Like, so you know, he, he just he's human after all, but he he'll um he'll get he'll certainly carry their fight. 
you mentioned the match uh, Saturday against um, against the Han. Now, a Han are a funny one. In fact, that they didn't win a game last year. I think the, the previous year they did they only win one of the kind of group games or whatever. Maybe maybe it was only the, the playoff with Bally Brown. They're 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 kind of they're kind of teetering on the edge of being yo-yo in between the two of them. And then you know we must credit them. They stayed up the last two years, but trying to win games has proved difficult. They drew, you mentioned with Napiersheek, but Napiersheek had already the group one effectively when that happened. Um and they drew first day out with a dare uh, last year in, in the very first game of the championship last year. So what they have obviously they have Kieran Barry to come back in. Obviously Dan Morrissey plays probably around six or maybe in midfield and obviously Tom Marcy. Tom Marcy top scorer in the championship last year despite not playing knockout hurling. That'll tell you um that'll tell you how good he was. I think he scored something like sixty something percent, sixty plus percent of their scores. That's the trick that's the trick for them just to find someone else to um to start chipping in on the score sheet. Yes, you can let Tom score 10, 12 points and maybe seven or eight of them from freeze. But you know, when the well runs dry for him and maybe it maybe it won't, maybe he'll keep doing that. But they just need someone else to start chipping in with a goal here or, or maybe two or three points here. Because obviously when Tom has the ball uh, against whoever it is, they're gonna just shut him down. Obviously, the Lima now that's their that's their their aim on Saturday. They do normally play you mentioned Peter Nash there, and they normally play him as a sweeper. Maybe he'll have to go on he'll have to go on stock uh, stock Tom Morrissey, try and shut down the space for him. And um and, and make it difficult for them, but that's the trick for 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 uh for Hannes to try and find it. someone else that start putting the ball over the bar. They seem fairly resolute enough at the back. They didn't ship. I don't. I can't remember now the exact scores. I don't think they shipped major beatings from anyone last year. You know, a couple of games maybe ran away from them, but you know they don't concede overly heavily. Heavily, but uh, they probably just need to try and find someone else now to to shoulder the burden of scoring for them. Um. Very important game for both sides. If they have any ambition of sneaking into the top four, um, the draw last year did a hand no favours. They still needed to win two of the the other few games that they had against the the top four. If you like, they they didn't obviously do that. Um, a win, someone whoever wins this game will say right. We'll we'll fancy a crack off maybe Dune or, or Patrick Swell later later in the piece. But uh, a win is paramount for either. Uh, it probably will secure their place and they don't want to, to write off, off 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 either side if they lose but you'd feel with the head-to-head -head rule there that it will it'll put them in a very good position uh to stay in in senior a for for 2024 uh very very bizarre to be staying that first day out but such is the likelihood of um of wins for the Pearshig and and like and these teams or them that's that's very fairly likely that that saturday is the, is the big one for them um and i think whoever gets the win will have a bit of confidence to maybe try and sneak another result and i mentioned the head to head rule there so if, if you win saturday and win another one there's possibility you could be tied with with the team you've beaten and um, when four points so you could have a, a smidgen of a chance of, of making knockout hurling and look we've ruled the lima palace henry out before <laughs> to different grades and they've proven us wrong so uh yeah they can they can clip this up if they like but uh yeah winner winner saturday has a has a fair chance of uh, maybe causing an upset and, and loser will be scrambling to stay in the in the top six yeah, it's it's probably the biggest game of the weekend, to be fair, because probably isn't the load of jeopardy at the top of the table the way we've seen it go in recent years. So that one, I'd say, could be the game of the weekend. And we'll get to individual predictions at the end, but we'll keep running through the teams. And most it's you're looking then at the teams that are trying to, first and foremost, break into the quarterfinals, but also a team that wants to play in, in the top tier um, for 2024. And we go into to Group 2 and... Maybe the obvious candidate is Adair, who have played in that top tier, you know, two out of the last three seasons, obviously got relegated in both those. Um, they'll be sweating on the fitness of Declan Hannon, who has missed the last two games in Crow Park. Didn't make the matchday squad for an All-Ireland final. I'm not sure will he be good to go two weeks later. If I had to guess, I'd, I'd probably say not. They have a lot of good quality outside of that. Um, Ronan Connolly is obviously a brilliant defender, and at the other end, then they've Willie Griffin, um, like a free scoring forward, and that's so vital at this level. They play Gary's plan in round one. What do you think the bounce back will be like for Adair? Yeah, it's it, it's difficult to know. I, I mean, in terms of Declan Hannon's involvement, you no, know, last year he played, uh, I was at that first home game against the Hannon, he played 
uh, ended up playing full back. He was carrying a bit of a knock in that one too. You just hope for him that he doesn't rush it and, and aggravate it and, and miss you know, more club action, um, try and rush himself back. But I think without him, this is probably a winnable game for them. So he probably won't be rushed. And, and we're not, it's, look, we still don't know the extent of the injury. It's kind of... Uh, Limerick got out there and said he's yeah he's going to miss the semi final but after that then they buried their head in the sand and didn't uh, didn't really let us know what the, the extent of it was but um but yeah look difficult difficult couple of years for a dare in terms of I think they were in the quarter final in oh was this um was it seventeen or eight maybe eighteen even and since then they've really struggled to to you know to make inroads um beaten that day they were beaten heavily enough by Dune and it was kind of like. You know, a lot of some of their older players stepped away after that, and they kind of they're they're back to square one really with with the with the younger crop and have struggled against the big boys. There's no doubt about it. They've they've been up and down, um, uh, up and down looking for results and, and struggling to find them. Obviously, that that draw last year was the only result they got. I think there's no harm for there now to be in the second tier here for for this season. Can they win it? I they most definitely can. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned um, Willie Griffin, really serious operator, obviously. Uh, people in Kildimo wish they still had him um, as another inside far, but you know he's been with Adair now for probably a decade at this stage and has has been very very consistent for them. Uh, but John Fitzgibbon there is another shrewd operator. If I memory serves, he was in John Kiley's first ever Limerick fifteen, uh, going way back to the start of twenty seventeen. So you know obviously highly thought of around the place. Still, um, still has plenty to offer, and he's had his injury was uh, in the last couple of seasons as well. Uh, but if if the two of them are firing at there will have a chance uh this is definitely a winnable game for them um and i i think they'll probably fancy their chances of making the top two well we'll get to the other teams now in a minute but can they can they breach that and get you know can they can they actually win the group i'm not 100 percent sure but uh having ronald connelly like the thing about ronald connelly he's kind of kind of kind of forgotten about in some ways he's on he's on every limerick bench just hasn't hasn't been given the, the 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 position to play just yet um in terms of championship action um obviously Aaron Castle was the same he came on right at the end of the All Ireland final these guys if you're on that Limerick 26 you must be doing something right you must be playing some serious stuff in training because they have no other way of, at that time of year of, of judging you so Ronald obviously is is doing something serious for for um for John Kelly to include him and uh, he's obviously he'd probably have to play centre back now. Um, uh, this weekend, if Declan's missing, and you know he'll probably probably trying to put his own stamp on things and and like and lead this team, they'll 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 have a chance. Uh, I think of of the top two, but I'm just not sure they're in that winning mode to be going out to win four out of the five games, which is probably the minimum you need. Probably need four wins and a draw, or maybe five wins. So I'm not sure they have that. Um, they're not familiar enough with winning championship games. That's probably going to count against them. Yeah, maybe. But I suppose their their football team showed that a relegation worked really well for them. They've and that's another thing they have to deal with is a, a dual senior and they obviously have two rounds of football played already and there'll be two rounds of football after this for so for the likes of Adair and, and KP, um I think Monlean and the Pierce are pretty much separate teams, so they won't have that burden. But it's how do those players how how important is round one when you have so many games coming. But for Adair, they're playing a Gary Spillane side that I suppose have really failed to hit the heights since winning the the Premier Intermediate back in 2018. They've they've a lot of nice players. In fairness to them, they've some obvious standout players. Uh, Dylan O'Shea, like, has been destined for big things ever since he burst in his scenes. Hasn't quite worked out for him, but at club level, has been very solid. They're without, uh, I think, Onzi Sheen has gone his way kind of way. But we spoke yeah, to Callum um, at the at the launch of the Senior Championship. They could have a certain Jim Bob Ryan back, uh, Brian Heavey, and then they have Mark Quinlan, who has struggled with injuries in recent years, but seems to be good to go for the championship. And he could be a man, maybe the citizenship from centre-back. And as Adair will look at Gareth Plan as winnable, Gareth Plan will look at Adair as a game that they could target to kick off their campaign with a win. Yeah, they will, they will. Um, I think uh, Mark Quinlan, uh, another Limerick panellist who just didn't see his name, I suppose, on team sheets too often this year. Injuries have really, I talked to a few people about him, uh, you know, uh, and, and injuries seem to have been his downfall. Now he seems to be grafting very, very hard to be to be included in the Limerick panels and just, you know, the, the body is not matching what the mind wants to do and that's, that's really difficult for a player. So 
we'll just hope that he has a clean bill of health, can go back and um, you know, can 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 do can can light it up for uh for Gary Splan. I think their first year up they won the, the county cup and look what importance you play on that is another thing. But you know, they had a they had a bit of a bounce, uh, pardon the pun, when they came up first, didn't you know, didn't make the knockouts, but were were very competitive and won that. But since then it's been a bit of a struggle. Um I know I know in twenty twenty they had to you know to, to call back the old card if you like uh Donny and, and Davey Ryan and just it, it proved very, very difficult. Look, I think they've gone with they've gone with the younger cohort now and I think that's the right way. They just need to, I suppose, kind of start climbing the ladder. Maybe maybe the top two will prove beyond them, but maybe can they finish third or fourth with with a couple of wins under their belt, you know, and and, and uh, be very, very competitive in all five games. That has to be the target. They've, there was a couple of games in last year's they were you know they were well beaten in and I think that's that's the that's the thing for them to see can they be how competitive can they be um in, in all five games I'd say it's gonna be this'll be this'll be a tough test for them against Adair. There's no doubt about it. But two sides probably lacking that winning really, really winning feeling uh at championship level will will it'll be it'll be interesting to see the dynamic of that. Um obviously yeah Jim Bob Ryan is a good option for them to have uh coming back into things but in fairness, the, the only game I saw them in last year was against against Bally Brown, and they were ahead into the last quarter, and just they just got a goal to go ahead, and just kind of just fell away a little bit, you know, just the, the scores dried up, and and uh, the the reloadings dried up, and they were even against fourteen for for most of that, and they just couldn't um just couldn't couldn't get the scores to to take the win, and that would have changed their season. That was was that round four, you know they. Would, Probably would have still missed out on um on, on the top two, but it would have given them a, an outside chance coming into the last couple of rounds. So um, that was, was round five, I think. But that would have given them a chance on the last day of making inroads, and it was just just difficult for them. I, I think this one will be this one might be proved too much beyond them, but their their goal has got to be to survive, and then probably then start looking upwards, depending on on how the season goes. But they've got to be aiming maybe for for mid table in this group and. and Avoid the, the relegation place uh, for at all costs, really. Yeah, I suppose when they they don't have that winning feeling, you're right in that. But they were very close last year. Their their overall score difference after five games was minus two. The previous year in the condensed season was minus two. So they're not that far away. But it's it's so there's such a difference in that minus two and that and that plus one, and that'll be the trick for both Kerry Spillane and Adair. Moving on to a team I suppose that redefined expectations last year in South Liberties um, reached the semi-final probably under the radar missed out in that top spot so they're back in in the in group two for this year a team that probably don't have much coming through underage but they do have an out and out superstar in Barry Nash now there's certain talk of certain players playing their club elsewhere and that'll be really important for them if they're playing for Liberties or if they're playing elsewhere but for South Liberties, what is the goal? Do you think? I think it's to to make the to make the top two again. Now, do they want to win the group and go up? Well, I suppose if you give it to them now, they take it. But it must be you can you you can't be going backwards no matter who you are. Like the minimum last year was finishing the top two, got into the quarterfinal, and won that. Now the minimum here is to get to the, get to the top two, see who you have in the quarterfinal, and give that a go. Obviously, yeah, Barry Nash is is the superstar. Uh, he won't be playing cornerback. I can guarantee you that anyway, Jack. Um, yeah. But he kind of playing the half forward line last year. You know, expected to score. He was taking a freeze at some points. I think we missed a few here and there. It was taken off from some days. Was 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 sharp on them in other days. Um, what like what a player to have at uh, at um at club level. And I I know you could say that about a lot of Limerick players, but. If you think of Barry, he's such the the hybrid hurler now. As people are starting to call these players, can play anywhere. Like he, he's a bit like Kyle Hayes in terms of if they're struggling in the half back line, Barry can come back. He can win win a few puck outs, or he can challenge the the opposition's main man or whatever it is. If um if they're struggling up front, you can probably push him anywhere in the in the six forwards and just lorry ball down the top him, and he'll do something like. But I suppose the the trick for them now is that they've uh, I, I think maybe numbers and, and injuries were proven difficult to, for them in the league Anthony Nash has come back um, and the reason they actually got to the quarterfinal last year was actually Anthony Nash scored six points on the last day I think from from freeze some of them it seemed like they were from the car park they were so far out um, he just nailed everything like and obviously his puck outs are you know top class he was an intercounty goalkeeper 
on the panel, Cork panel for what, like 10, 12 years. Um, serious puck of a ball. He no, he's hardly, in my opinion, is a bit too big. He's a bit of a spoon, but that's the the kind of cork go at, at the moment. But fairness to him, he's a he's a serious operator and um he's done a U-turn on his retirement, obviously, to help the club. I don't think he's coaching this year now, he's just back involved playing. Um so he'll he'll obviously bring something important to them probably a boat into the field, really long range freeze and, and obviously puck outs and, and, and shot stopping. So yeah, the, the trick for them, I think is to, um, is to, to try and keep everyone fit. They don't have the, the deepest panel. Their next team is a junior B team. You know, that'll tell you that, you know, like unlike some of the other teams of this grade, uh, even, you know, even that have junior A teams, it probably lends itself to deeper panels like Monlean, Mungers have three teams and stuff like that. They only have two in South Liberties and it's it's difficult to keep going back to the well to the same players. They just they'll just be hoping for an emergence of a player or two that um that is uh that is capable of, of you know of, of bringing them on that natural too. But the target has to be the top two. I will caveat what they did last year was a fantastic achievement beating Patrick so I'm not knocking that for one second. But they got through the group um I suppose by virtue of you know a funny sequence of results, and they were they were their scoring difference was minus was it minus like ten or fifteen? It was in that bracket. They shipped some some when they were bad, they were bad basically is what I'm saying, Jack. And obviously when they were good, they were they were very good. So they need that consistency. They haven't they haven't they haven't really shown it in the last few years. Yes, someone will say they got to the semi final, but even in the semi final, they didn't even hit ten points. They got nine points. So they need to need to be consistent day in day out. You know. Yeah, it, it's a tough challenge for them to to, to rectify what happened um, last year. But they're they're facing a team that, you know, have been building through the underage ranks, won the Premier Intermediate in 2021, have a lot of good players. Every underage squad has, has a good few Munger St. Paul's lads. And for me, they're, they're a team, I think, that can, that can make the step and will definitely be looking towards finishing in the top two and, and won't be looking down but again very important to have to, the, the the ground running but i think munger are, are a coming team yeah i, I think so they've uh obviously the, the numbers is it's an easy thing to throw at them to say oh they have they have so many players and i think one a couple of years ago didn't they have two they enter two minor teams uh at club level which to tell you the the, the hunger for obviously playing i think one of those was the, the age below but they're obviously trying to develop players um yes they like to win who doesn't like to win but i don't think i don't think munger are getting too hung up on losing a couple of finals at underage here and there you know maybe beating in 17s and 19s and even 21s last season they're obviously want to win those and who doesn't but i don't think it's they're they're overly stressed uh, as maybe other clubs might be if they last uh, especially the, the younger ages of those they're obviously trying to build something lasting here they were long enough trying to get up senior last year's aim was purely Get up senior, stay a senior, and we'll build from there. Um, I think the two wins in a draw, if memory serves, and the two wins uh, were against the, the two teams in the quarterfinal. So they know they have the capability to beat South Liberties and to beat uh, Kildare and Palace Kennery. So they obviously, um, they obviously, and they drew with Black Rock in the last day when I suppose the only way they could have they could have came in the top two if they won by a gazillion points, but that was never going to happen. So that you can nearly caveat that result as well. That it just it's just was just a game that to be fulfilled. Um, so yeah, Munger clearly building. Um, Brian Bigley, one of their own, is in charge now this year. So a fresh voice, obviously after um, after Liam Cronin and and, and cohort beforehand. And and look, I think um, obviously they're obviously trusting Brian will will bring him bring him on again. And um, I think I think Munger's um, I think the thing for Munger was to start strong here and if they can pick up uh, some early wins that will have them in in the reckoning for the top two yeah i think i think they're they're, they're coming for us they'll, they'll obviously look at what napierce did 15 years ago and say how can we replicate that in terms of uh you know building a building a team that's capable of of um of, of challenging for the daily cup now they're probably a little bit away from that still just yet but if you look as you said there you look at all the, the premier grades all the way down 17s 19s 21s they're nearly semi final every single season um that that's only building talent they have three four players on each limerick panel at uh, 17s and minor or 17s and, and 20s that that will only lend itself if they can keep the groups together of course that will only lend, lend itself to success in time and uh yeah i i think uh, they'll be looking up rather than down this year but um this one for both teams really important game really important one to get off the mark you know yeah i suppose there isn't any games that that aren't going to be very important but Another and especially in Group Two, where you know anything can happen because no one will probably 
pick liberties come true last year and they not only came true but reached a semi-final but for your own club Belly Brown I think they've been underachievers considering what they've done at underage level they obviously have two of the best young players in the county in Colin Coughlin and Aidan O'Connor but have so many players outside of that um, they're playing the All-Ireland champions Monaline in the first round, Monlin will obviously have huge resources and have put a lot into the hurl in recent years and will come into the game with no fear. And for me, I think whoever wins that game is probably the front runner to finish top of Group 2. I know Monlin only come back up to the grade, but they have plenty of senior experience and he spent one year at Premier Intermediate. But for Belly Brown first, and you might say different as a native, but it, the goal has to be finish top of, of Group 2. And anything outside that'll probably be a disappointment yeah they were very very disappointed last year uh, naturally to finish was a third i suppose in the end and missed out even on the quarter final and they had started so strong last year um wins over was in the black rock among it and double digit wins at that they were very comfortable play diamond palace Henry, local derby you know a lot of guys would have crossed over there in school and, and work and all the rest of it and beaten by late john chalk uh bullet uh so then things started to go a little bit difficult. Rebounce back, beat Gareth Spillane. Um, Colin Coughlin was sent off. So that was the asterisk beside that game that really knocked knocked things along then to the next day. So so Colin Coughlin suspended the last day against Liberties and they, they just couldn't. Um, I think they just ran out of bodies, really. They were, you know, they were four or five, I think, guys you would nail on to start were missing through various injuries, illnesses and the suspension and all the rest of it. So look, they're going back again. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned uh, uh, when when Monaline won the All Ireland in January, and you're starting to think, right, Monaline now and senior. I wonder how that will go for them this time around. And I was thinking to myself, Jesus, whoever gets them first day out, it's 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 the worst fixture in a lot of ways to play Monaline first day out. They have the momentum of winning uh, Limerick Inter- Premier Intermediate, uh, Munster Intermediate, and and the All Ireland and. Like I was at most of those games, uh, commentated on a few of them. I was up in Croke Park even for the final. And they just, they're so consistent in how they play that like, I didn't want to see anyone, as again, whoever plays them first is going to be under under serious pressure. You mentioned the winner of this will, will have a pep in their step, no doubt about it. I think both these sides are going to be looking at top two anyway. I think both sides will have ambitions to win the group. Uh, Monlin probably tell you, oh, it's all about surviving, but... I think that's only a bit of nonsense talk, really. I think they'll be thinking, let's use what we have. We've a seriously settled 15. We've two or three guys that are impacting off the bench, so let's kick on from here. Yeah, but Bally Brown, just to go back to them, um, Aidan Aiden O'Connor and Colin Coughlin on the Limerick panel now. Uh, Aidan, obviously, his first year on it, makes 126 all season, all Ireland final. That'll tell you how um, that'll tell you how well he must be playing and training. Didn't have, you know, uh, wasn't involved with Fitzgibbon or anything like that pre- prior in the year. Had no real way of, of showing us his hand elsewhere, you know, played only six or seven minutes across two league games, you know, a handful of minutes. Um, you know, met him once or twice and he was kind of, you know, enjoying the experience, but was, you know, was still has that competitiveness to him, like any player, I suppose, that's on those teams, wanted to be involved, wanted to be in the 26 and got his reward in the final to be included um, as a substitute. Um, now there was talk and he confirmed it for me that he was going to be included as wing back cover, which might seem bizarre given his um prowess in attack, but Bally Brown will definitely use him at attack this weekend, there's no doubt about it. I think he'll straight back in on the freeze. Um and he'll be he'll be looking to pull up some 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 trees here for, for Bally Brown. And look, Colin Cockland obviously back in the mix, um, came on a couple of Munster Championship games, uh, you know, was talked about around the country as a as a serious option for Limerick and just Maybe didn't get the minutes that maybe you know he'd have loved. Um, but again, included in every day match, the match day panel as the year went on. So good trust from from Kylie and Connor that this this guy is is an option for us. And he, look, Bally Brown is just hoping those guys bring their form, and they're hoping that other guys you know after the league and a few challenge games can can step up to the plate. Um, they've obviously had some some um, some good talents like you know Ned Quinn. Uh, on, on Limerick Minor Panel, Luke O'Connell, uh, Luke O'Connor, I should say, uh, obviously knocking around and the previous minor and 20 panels and stuff like that. And look, uh, uh, they, they, they do have talent, there's no doubt about it, just to get that consistency over the five games. I think uh, the, la- the first time they got relegated to this grade, 
they only finished second in the group um, and, and had to go again the following year and they won it. So I think maybe they'll be thinking, right, we finished third this last year. Let's go. Let's go two better and, and win it this year. But yeah, the Monlene one is, I wouldn't even call it a banana skin. That's a disrespect to Monlene. The Monlene game is a real, real challenge for, for both these sides. You know, uh, winner winner will be, I think, will will gain serious traction and, and will be hard stopped to maybe to be in the top two and be very hard stopped to win the group, you know. Yeah, I suppose you spoke you spoke a share there about Monlene and you're dead right in the fact that they are coming with huge momentum now. It might have been eight months ago at this stage, but their last competitive game, you know, outside the league obviously was an All Ireland final and they won that. They seem to be putting their their herders and footballers are pretty much separate entities this year, which you know, they'd probably lose one or two from that team, but they'll be stronger elsewhere. Players won't be they won't be burned out or anything like that. And they have a serious squad, and you spoke about them there in depth. And it's one that you know for the winner, it'll be a launch pad. For the loser, you're you know you're you're in trouble straight away, and you're probably looking at going four out of four then in the final five games. And there's not much to separate the teams realistically in in Group Two. So we might just get into a small bit of predictions, Tom, and, and you're filling the boots for for Matt here. So we won't go into the individual games, but maybe the overall. Um, outlook of the championship. So, top two in group two, uh, if you had to call it before a ball a ball is poked, who would you be starting for? <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, I think Monlene and Ballyrown um, would be top two, but I'd say that tentatively. I could honestly make a case for I think five out of six. Uh, so I I will go. I will nail Monlene's momentum will carry them to top, and I think Ballyrown will be just behind them in second. So all we said about whoever loses that game be in trouble just trying to win it and well, Yeah, yeah. Well they'd be in trouble to win the group because uh be hard long way back, especially with the, the head to head rule to to uh, to trump the other one. But yeah, look, I think those those sides have um you mentioned the talent. I didn't even mention some of the online players like Donegal Dalek, like out of nowhere, gets himself on the Limerick panel, really lit it up in that all Ireland final last year. But even Larkin Lines, Ronan Lines, um you know, uh, other even Andrew Latouche Galsgrove, you know, a fellow that uh, was had a serious underage career with Limerick. These, like, they have serious operations, and I think operators. And I think the the thing with them as well, they kept um, kept their management in tow, uh, namely Owen Brisland, the man who actually was involved with Paddy Brown uh, maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh, he he, I was out one day. We were playing a football match in Monoline. Their footballers were training this side. 16 or 17 of them and their hurlers are training up there and I think they're 20 something tagged not to mind that their junior hurl, junior footballers are playing a match as well so they had um they have the depth as well and look you probably mentioned they need to just focus on one uh that's probably what Brislan is, is still into them that we won't have a success of Kaiser Yo-Yo in between two codes and um that's the way it's going in a lot of clubs um where possible I think I think Monlene's I genuinely think momentum is a huge thing coming up from the grade we've seen it with um Kildown Palace Henry there their first year up nearly got promoted out of it and other teams like that. So they'll be they'll they'll, they'll be there thereabouts Monlene. I, I I've no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think Paddy Brown will get out this year. Uh I'd say they probably will top the group. Um if I had to go with someone, I'd probably go at Mungers just that a year at that level now. They've an awful lot of players coming through, even Fintan Fitzgerald, who started for the twenties for a good few games. He's eligible to play senior hurling now. They've Couple of lads had their first year. They've Liam Lynch, Liam Lynch will hopefully be back from injury. They've the two Duffs and a lot more like that. So I think it'll be Belly Brown and Mungers, but we're 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 picking only city sides there. I'm sure yeah, it turns yeah. out. And- it's, it, it's meant sincerely. There is a case to be made for for um, Adair, I think as well. And and like you know, there was other years where you'd say there there's your two. Like you know, even South Liberty's last year showed that they can do it. Like, but there, other years you could say there's your two teams, and just let's see who's first and who's second. But like invariably, one of the teams we've just mentioned will finish fifth. Like you know, so or worse, they could be relegated. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's definitely there's definitely cases for that. You know. It's so it's so competitive, and then at the the top top end of the table, do you see anything outside the big four finishing in the top four? No, I I I think uh, I think I think maybe Patrick Swell with the farmer the lads uh, we mentioned at the start will I think they'll probably sneak into second, um, and that's I don't know it's not like I'm writing Kilmalak off. I just think maybe Patrick Swell will probably you know maybe just 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 have that little bit more in the group and maybe it might be no harm for the to go the long way you know but i think the piercy uh patrick's well will probably be the top two 
and then you probably have um, Kilmanach very closely in third. And then, look, I think there could be a case with the amount of injuries Dune have that they could be under pressure in, in the other two games, which is, that's where they'll have to fall down, you know, if they if they lose to Glenn Palace Henry or a hand, that's where the, the difficulty will be. But I think they'll just... They'll just have enough experience maybe on, on Kildare and Palace to, to just sneak by them. And um, and then that'll leave then the winner of this weekend's game uh, in relegation trouble. Or the loser, I should say, maybe in, in, in trouble of finishing sixth if it all goes to form. The reason I'm, yeah. I'm kind of confident in that is that we've seen it since... When did, when did this pharma come in? Was it 2018? 18, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's it's been tried and trusted uh, that these four... No matter how badly they seem to be going, no matter who's injured, no matter who's suspended, no matter what they do uh, against each other, they seem to have enough for whoever is the other two teams in the group. So, yeah, I think I think we'll, we will along familiar lines. I'm afraid, and look, I, it's not it's not a format I overly agree with, um, because I think it just means the rich the rich get richer because you know those four almost guaranteed knockout game every year. Whereas you know if you if you lapped it into two groups of six like it was previous. There's uh there's there's room for room for error there where one one bad result and they might finish might finish fourth or whatever you know depending on obviously who's in the group but look that's my own my own two cents in the format um these four sides it's not healthy for Limerick um to have the same few teams coming and coming we want to see we want to see new new clubs and maybe maybe it's up to those other clubs to catch up a little bit but we want to see new clubs um emerging from the pack you know if you look at our neighbours in Tipperary they seem to have a different winner every year and. You know, it's very hard to predict, and that makes for good crowds, and makes for, you know, for for every team believing when they when they line up at the start of the year that they have a, an outside chance at least. And I'm not sure you could say that all 12 teams in Limerick believe they can win it, uh, win win the thing outright. Maybe, maybe six, maybe maybe five will realistically say no, we can do it. But beyond that, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I suppose on that, I would back nearly. I would back Nafirshig or Kilmalok in. Tip or in Clare or even in Cork every year. So I suppose it's uh you just have some exceptional teams in Limerick at the moment. And the challenges to other teams like Liberty showed last year just have to get to their level. On the top four, I do think it'll be the same top four. And on Dune, they seem to produce players every year from from nowhere. Like last year, um Kevin Maher came from nowhere. They had Mikey O'Brien when he was only I think 18 was playing centre back for the team. So they have I'm sure they have plenty of players in the production line. They'll be they'll be fine. But I think it'll be Kilmaluk and Napirshig in the top two. Do you see, I suppose, any surprises in the quarters? Or do you still expect the, the top four to be the last four then as well? Uh, I suppose I'd say the thing about Dune, if I'm saying Dune in the quarter, is who's injured by the time and who's available. And who maybe, as you said, there are some two or three guys emerged from the pack and they've, they've it all fixed, you know. Um, the difficulty with having new management mid-year is what do they know about the the, the, the guys number 20 to 25 if you like what do they know about them you know I'm sure they probably play loads of in-house games and challenge games to see and maybe look sometimes new management can find a guy that was just meandering his way along and they can say you're up so look if Doom can get it together personnel wise uh, they should be okay but I just think just depends who they play. Look, I, I, I very hard to make a case that um, we've only seen one. Isn't it? Last year was the only time we ever saw a Group Two team win their quarter final. So very hard to say it's going against the grain again that that's going to happen. But look, if if uh, if Monaline, who who I'm tipping to win the group, if Monaline have won five from five, uh, which is which is possible, or maybe four wins in a draw. They'll have my favorite word is morning momentum. They'll have the momentum to uh, to maybe beat a, a team like. We're just going to say Dune potentially, who has maybe lost the game or, or or game or two along the way. So that's that's the case can be made. But look, I think we'll end up with the four same four. It's just what what um what what order will they be in and who will be playing who? You know, because they do want to maybe avoid the Pearsey until the final or let someone else knock the Pearsey out. Yeah, uh, avoid, avoid if, them at all costs. Yeah, if you're being truthful, that's what you want. You want to, you want someone else to knock the Pearsey out. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're if you're Patrick Soil, you want someone else to knock the Malak out too, and uh, and and just saunter your way through. But no, that's that's not going to happen. But I think it'll be the same four again. It's just the order will be crucial then, as to see who who lines up uh, behind the band in uh, in October for the the county final. You know, yeah, and the order will be will be crucial, and we won't know it. But if you again, if if you were to call the finalists and and the winners overall, because we'll go that that deep into 
who would you? I'll I'll give you mine first. I think I think Kilmallock and Parks are and the Pearshig will top the group. I think they'll get straight straight through to semi-finals. I think they'll win their semi-finals and play again in in the final. Is is how I see it going. Well, fair enough. I think Pearshig will be will defeat Patrick Swell in the final. Um, based on just I I don't know I don't know it's not I feel like I'm writing off Kilmallock by saying that, but I just I don't know. I, I just wonder. I just wonder. Uh, will that form the, the Patrick Swell lads? Will that you know new management as well? Um, they seem to have every couple of years. They seem to they go to the well, uh, so to speak, and they just seem to have one one really strong year in them. Like uh, winners was it in sixteen nineteen, and maybe they're a little bit overdue another another tilt at it, and um, they were in a final lot a million million years ago either. So um, I think Patrick Swell will be there thereabouts, but I think very hard to. To uh, write off our friends from Cardavan, so I think the Pearshig will be um, uh, William O'Donoghue and Co will be lifting up that uh, the Daily Cup uh, in in October and looking forward to a Monster Club Championship. But look, what are we to say? There's plenty of action to, to go and see. So uh, there's no, we're not telling people not to go. It's not it's not a foregone conclusion by any means. So um, no, I definitely in turns along the way. Yeah, well, I I think I think Kilmallock will will win it out. I think they'll get revenge for last year. But I don't think I've ever got in the whatever three or four years he's done this. Don't think I've ever got the the eventual winners right. I've gone for Dune. I think the last three years, um, and they still haven't got their maiden title. But I think injuries will go against this year. But I think Kilmallock have enough to regroup. But you'd be mad to to back against Napierschig in the Limerick Championship any year, really. So. You're you're sticking with the tried and trusted. I'm tipping Malak just to edge him. But what a weekend we have in store! And if if we came back in a week's time and spoke, Tom, I'm sure we'd have a lot of different permutations and people finishing in uh in different areas. But um, just a great championship forward to we'll see an awful lot of John Kylie's panel. They're obviously sprinkled between permanent, intermediate, intermediate. There's a couple still slogging away in junior, but the vast majority of them are in the senior championship and we're just so lucky we get to see them week in week out obviously four games on friday two games on saturday um so really looking forward to those tom thank you very much for your time and, and filling in in format for the week just over an hour there on the clock um this has been our main episode of three talk this week probably sponsored by Noel's menswear thank you for everyone that'll sure get involved Leave a comment below as to who you think is going to win the, the county championship. Maybe one to watch will be top score. All those. We'd love to hear from your comments. Make sure you like and subscribe, uh, like and tweet, uh, like, reshare, all those good stuff on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, all those places where we get Tree Talk. As for now, a big thank you, as always, and good luck. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>